Holy crap. <laughs> Holy crap. Where was this team a week and a half ago when they entered the bubble? I mean, like, for real. Stars win tonight by a final score of 5-4, to four, and as both of our little tags, you can see if you're watching on YouTube, uh, Chris's says, Alexiak is my dad, and I say, and mine says, Radulov says, thank you, Alexiak. Alexiak with the game winner with seconds remaining, less than a minute in the third period. Oh, my gosh. What a game. What a beautiful play by Alexiak. Just all, all throughout since the restart, it just feels like he's been leading up to this moment, and he just dances down towards the net and just buries the game winner. So, such beautiful poetry. Well, it just seemed like every everybody in this game, they just seemed <laughs> to be... Bless you. There's There seemed to be a level of competitiveness that we haven't seen from this team the entire time. This is the first time that we have actually seen the team, like, try. Honestly. Oh, yeah. So, since the big line was on the ice, they, they were hustling more than anybody in the beginning of the game. They went out there on their first shift and were just grinding for every single puck. Super hard on the forecheck. It was, it was awesome to watch. Every, every shift for the top line. I was pretty much in love with. Well, in the the not only the little level of competitiveness, if I can talk, but you've also just got the general idea of winning puck battles. They won puck battles today. They oh, were yeah. a lit, they were a tad bit faster than the Calgary Flames, and that's saying something considering how well uh, Calgary is with their speed. They're known for being a very skillful team, especially among their top. Uh, forwards who oh, yeah. you know honestly we still haven't seen in, in in you know this series. Yeah, Gaudreau gets an assist today, but other than that, we're keeping him off the board pretty well. Kachuk tried there in the late second, early third period to get to get himself going, but yeah, we've been holding them pretty well except for this Dubé guy. Yeah, I know. And uh, I actually had to go on Facebook to finally have somebody tell me that Dylan Dubé, it they got from the Stars' second-round pick, Calgary did. And that's when we traded for Chris Russell when we made that deep run into the, I think it was the uh, conference finals several years ago against the Blues when we lost in six. Second round. uh, Second round? Sorry, thank you. Second round. I knew it wasn't the first round. It was the second round or the third round. But uh, I got to give that that kid props. Uh, Dylan Dubé, he... he seems to be the only one who's leading his team right now. He got three goals in two games when they were talking about on the Fox Sports Southwest broadcast today that you know he had had six goals previous, like from the season. He had six goals from I, I think it was like seventy games or something like that. So Dubé's been playing pretty much. He's he's got he's getting a breakout postseason, kind of like Hints did last season. It's it's been pretty nuts and kind of annoying, honestly, because of the way we've been playing Gaudreau and Kachuk so well. Yep. Well, this game started at nine forty-five. Craziness that it was. It started with Dubé scoring again from Brody and Giordano at nineteen seconds. Nineteen seconds into the first period, and I'm like, oh my gosh, here we go again. If there's any one of the few things that I would say about this game is we got to figure out what the heck is going on with the first or second shot or in the first minute of the game or whatever, just giving up the first goal of the game. We got to stop doing that. Yeah, I mean, I thought the 
the first and second goals were like super fluky. That first goal, it's like a little wristing, wristy dribbler that takes a funny hop off the end board and then goes right in front of the net. Yeah, yeah, Klingberg's got to be stronger in that, and I think it was Lindell too that didn't get the stick check on the on the shooter for the first goal. But still, it seemed it seemed like Hugger had a bunch of puck luck, and like the score does not reflect the way the game felt at all. If there was an unbiased hockey fan just watching that game that didn't know the score, they would think Dallas was up by like three the entire game. It, it was pretty nuts, and it kind of frustrating the way Dallas let him hang in there, and that's the only reason they were able to get so close to the end there and why we needed Alexiak to score. Well, and we also didn't get the normal saves that we got out of Ben Bishop, which, you know, to to his in his defense, he wasn't seeing very much action. Yeah, um, that's, think, definitely, think... that's definitely something I don't think we really need to worry about. I think immediate, it's, it's going to be a little bit of a struggle, but Ben Bishop is one of the best goaltenders in the league. He's going to find it at least by the end of this series, I think. But that brings up another question. Who starts today slash tomorrow? <laughs> so <laughs> yeah, we're, we're playing the we game back-to-back. Are... <laughs> back, so does Hudoba go in now, or we keep we keep riding Ben Bishop? Um, You know, I really don't know. That That's a very good question because it seems like, and, and you can back me up on this if, if you think I'm wrong or not, Ben Bishop is the one that gets the goal support whenever he's in. And that that goes back to last season, or I say last season, pre-COVID, back to the original season. He seemed to be the one that would get goal support from the Stars when he was in net. And then when they did have games like this where it was 5-4, to 6-5, to five, you know, it didn't happen very much. But whenever we won those games, Bishop was the one in net. Poor Hudobin, yeah, and- he... Yeah, I think we need to. We also need to point out the fact of why that's happening too. Like, it's not just like stars randomly score better because of Bishop. Our our forecheck exit and getting out of our zone when we have Ben Bishop on the ice is so much better. Like da- Dad was talking about during the game, it's like we have three defensemen back there whenever they're trying to dump and chase. We've got Ben Bishop back there already making a pass before they can even get to the puck. So having Ben Bishop back there and being the best, in my opinion, he's the best puck handling goaltender in the league. That just makes so much more of a difference. Yeah, that's a, that is a really good point. I haven't thought about that, but uh, it 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 seems that the Stars always have a really good puck moving goaltender. I mean, it goes all the way back to Marty Turco, and then and even Belfour. That's true. I mean, that was before his time. You had Belfour, then you had Turco, then you had Mike Smith, who I really wish we could have kept, but you know two goaltenders, we had to trade one, whatever. Um, and then now we got Ben Bishop. That seems to be just like a staple in Dallas Stars goaltenders. Just you, you have to be able to move the puck as a third defenseman. Yep, and it's super important. And you can see Riddick, Riddick cannot do that. <laughs> so he is not a good a good puck handler. But And that's why our forecheck was so effective tonight, I think. We put it right behind his net and begged him to go get it, and he just wouldn't, so... I think having Ben Bishop stick handling is very important for us. Well, and Talbot had a really rough game tonight. Yeah, Talbot. Um, I didn't mean Riddick. Sorry. That's all right. Yeah, I, I knew what you meant. But uh, Talbot in general just – he he. I know that we were talking about this in our one of our former podcasts about which team has the advantage in goaltending. And we, we mentioned – Talbot's stats from the first series, which were incredible. I think it was, you told me it was like 930 or 940 save percentage, something like that. Yeah, high. So, yeah, very high. But 
that there's something going on. Maybe it's because he's not playing the team he's well, he played in the first round. Yeah. Anymore, well, yeah. I, I don't think he's or... that good of a goaltender. I think he. I think he played a good series. And like credit to him, but it, T- Talbot's not known as like this amazing goaltender. Ben Bishop is so. I I think as, especially as the series progresses and as Ben Bishop gets back into his normal form, we're gonna see that that skew a lot more into Dallas's favor. But we have to see consistency. We have to see this again tomorrow in what eight hour? Well, not eight hours. Come on, <laughs> Ryan. Like sixteen, seventeen, eighteen hours, whatever it is. I mean, I mean, we're talking. It's twelve forty-five Central Time. So. I mean, it's it's the next day, so yeah. I'm I am praying to the hockey gods right now. Please, hockey gods, please give us another game like that with less chances for the Flames. Because, oh my gosh, I loved how they played today. If they play like that every single day, even if they lose, I will be happy with the effort that they put forward. If they lose and they play like that. That just means that the other team was better than us. That's yeah. really that's really what it comes down to. Yeah, and not, not to be not to be the people I make fun of on Facebook who flip flop with every single win, but this team is the team that can win the cup. This is the team that we saw like every fifth game in the regular season that we're like, that team can beat anybody. I think the team we saw on the ice when we were up four two is the team that's going that could win sixteen straight hockey games. So I if we can keep seeing that and we can get that consistency, like you're saying, we get, we can get the full 16 minute games. I think there's no, there's no way that any other team can beat us. I kind of want to talk about how the flames even like got close in the end there. Cause it seemed like even up to 10 minutes left in the third, we were like in full control. And then they get this crazy shorthanded goal. That's just a terrible play by Klingberg. Just not good at all. Very little effort. And then, a very ticky-tacky call on Radulov that technically is a penalty, but the whole game it wasn't. And then we just, we're all of a sudden, we're looking up, we were up 4-2, we're still not playing bad, and then all of a sudden it's tied 4-4. Like, how does like, that happen? Holy crap, yeah, exactly. Now, now I will mention that, uh, I think it was Toby Reeder, let me make sure that I'm right about that. Yeah, uh, Ryder, sorry. Uh, Toby Ryder. Wow, can that that can that guy skate? Um, I think Klingberg was like two strides ahead of him, and he still was able to get to the puck before Klingberg was. So I'll give him the props that are deserved there. But you're totally right about Klingberg. Klingberg, he he was reaching for it, and when you're reaching for a puck, that's not a good thing. Yeah. And you know, honestly, at that point, I would rather him take a penalty than. Or, or lay out like I'm thinking he 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 thinks he's got it right. I think that's what yeah. he thought. He's got to lay out, swing the stick at it, knock the puck out, knock the puck away at least. It, it just it, it seemed like a poor effort play. It seemed like he was being too casual about it. Which you're on the power play, so you're getting comfortable. But that that was just kind of nuts. And then the power play credit to the Flames there. They capitalized on it. We, we know we can't take that many penalties in a game. It it, it was due for them. So. It was a bad, bad, bad penalty by Radulov. Very ticky tacky, but like, refs are going to be looking for something at that point in the game. Well, I, I will slightly disagree with you on that one because I think that was just. 
And I know what Radulov is trying to do. He's trying to close out the game. He's wanting to get another goal because, you know, we're, we're just trying to put it away. But sometimes his dedication and his determination gets the better of him. And we saw that in the yeah yeah in the, I, I, in the regular season too. Yeah, I agree. It's a bad penalty. I'm just saying, the way the game was called, it was not like any of the other calls. It was way more ticky tacky. We saw way worse stuff that was let go. But I do agree. It, it's a bad. It's a bad penalty. Radulov can't do it, and it, and he knows that. He's got to figure it out. He's he's done that about like two games now. I I can't remember what the other game was, but. Two two right. bad penalties in the round rock in the playoffs so far. So if I gotta pick three players from tonight's game who I absolutely loved, first off, obviously we have to mention the one and only Miro Haskinen. That guy oh, played nuts. I I mean, can we just ha- can we just clone Miro Haskinen and he can play both offense, defense, and then we can clone another one to play the goaltender? Or we can decide to do a 15-year deal. Like, yeah, right. Let's <laughs> we need pull to lock Il- him Ilya up, Kovacek. give him whatever he wants. <laughs> I, I saw a bunch of jokes on Facebook. Jim Nill saying like he's going to give him his wife and kids and stuff and however much money he wants. <laughs> it's, just, it's just we need to find a way to keep this kid here. He was nuts. He was all over the ice offensively and defensively. So many great defensive plays. Like breaking up two-on-ones all over the place. Great on the penalty kill. Excellent on the power play, moving the puck around. Two goals, obviously. He, he He's definitely the Stars' best player. He, he was before when we were playing bad, and even when we play good, he steps it up and takes it to a whole nother level. So just we, we can't we can't under understate how amazing Haskinen is. Okay, and you know, actually what this is really interesting. Uh, looking at the stats for this game, I'm looking at it on my phone. I will give Andre Sekera some credit here. It says that he had five block shots. Today. I was gonna say Sekera next, actually. Sekera played a, a a great comeback game for for a f- number five defenseman. He he really played great. He he had multiple times where he was staying in shot lanes, breaking up passes. He stopped a two on one at one point. He 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 really played a great bounce back game, and I'm gonna give him all the credit for that. So. That was excellent by Sekhar. Stepping up, especially when we need it when Johns goes out. We we tried to keep Fadoon off the ice as much as possible. We were double shifting uh, Lindell a couple times, and yeah. So I think I think Sekhar Sekhar really stepped up in this game. And I will eat my words on that. I will yep, eat my words too. from from <laughs> from Tuesday. How about that? I'll give that to uh, Sekhar. All right. Well, looking at some other things. Um, Wait, that yeah, was two he, players. He, we need three players. Hey, he actually wasn't one of my players, but I just noticed oh. it was looking at the stats. Sorry. Well, he's one of mine. Uh, well, okay, so the other one is uh, Corey Perry. Our Lord and Savior, Corey Perry, according to the Corey Perry Fan Club on Facebook. <laughs> if you haven't seen that Facebook page, you need to go see it. It's absolutely hilarious. Uh, he played absolutely fantastic. And Especially not... on the power play, he was all over. He was all over the place on the power plays, hanging around the net, going behind the net, getting great wraparound chances, finding passes. He, he was really spectacular. He had that goal that was just 
pure grit. I called it a perfect Corey Perry goal. He was just grinding at the bottom, of, uh, at the top of the crease, just slamming the puck until it went in. And then, of course, we can't forget the, the game-winning assist where he threads the needle through the entire Calgary defense. Straight to Alexiak. Bam. Green team wins. Uh, Alexander Radulov better be buying Alexiak a steak and a beer after <laughs> this game today. He did, at he, least. He, at the very least. <laughs> Maybe like throw him a couple hundred bucks, or you know, <laughs> you know, hey, here's part of my contract money. Here you can take <laughs> it, because uh, he, if we had lost this game, if we had lost this game, he would have been public enemy number one for me. He'd be in the doghouse. Yes, he would definitely be in the doghouse. Um, I don't know if it would be to the point that I would say he needs to be benched or anything no or he, no he still, he still had a goal in the game and he played great yeah, and just had all the hustle yeah. but yeah it was not a good penalty yeah he just needs he, he just needs to find the way that ben does now ben wasn't as huge today as he is in some other games when he can take over games but oh i thought the, he was well he was very good don't go, don't get me wrong but there is something about jamie ben that he knows what button to push, and when, and then he doesn't get in trouble for it. And that's something that Radulov needs to learn from Ben, uh, hopefully sooner rather than later. And speaking of, uh, I guess now we're talking about discipline, is Corey Perry, it, he looks a lot more disciplined than I've, I think I've ever seen him through, even through the season, through the first week of, yeah. the, of the playoffs or whatever, anything. Yeah, I so, love playoff Corey Perry. I don't know where he came from, but I'm glad he's <laughs> on our team. This is why we signed him and Joe Pavelski. They both have looked great. This game, this game is that however much, what, 13 million? No, it wasn't that 1. much. 1.5. 1.5 for him. Plus incentives. Seven, <laughs> yeah, 7 for uh, Pavelski. So I guess about ten million if you include Sekera in there, okay. Up that that was worth ten million dollars for to just to watch this game, and, and you know even if you're not a Stars fan in the in this game, just watching this game was so much fun to watch. It was a back and forth, back and forth, back and forth, back and forth, especially in that third period, and the Stars were just so dominant in those first two periods. I really, really wish that they had just held on to it and everything. But honestly, it made it more exciting when when they, when they Calgary scored those two goals. And then, of course, when Alexia ends it with, like, 39 seconds left. I, yeah, I, it, I do, said, it does show the resilience of this team, like, the never-say-die mentality. Like, how deflating does it have to be to be – just dominating the whole game up four to two and just have it evaporate and you just have no idea where it went and come immediately back. It seemed as soon as they dropped the puck after that fourth goal from the flames, they were it, right back to, at to it in me, the offensive zone. I, yeah. I knew they were going to score. There wasn't really a doubt in my mind. It, it was, it was crazy how much they were going at it. Well, and even I was even thinking that if it went to overtime, that this game was going to be over. I, I I knew that they were even if it went to overtime that yeah, they would win. It just felt like I the stars no, were gonna win. Yeah, I had it, it just there was something about today and after that first goal, this was a stars hockey game. And and what's funny is that this felt even different than a normal stars hockey game under bonus slash Montgomery. They scored five goals. Yeah. Think about that for a second. They scored five goals. 
That's how many goals they've scored in the previous game, all the rest of the games combined for this entire postseason, including the round robin, including the uh, exhibition game, and including game one in this series. Yeah. Just, it, it, yeah, we do need to make sure uh, we mentioned that's not going to happen again. <laughs> so no, that's not yeah. the way Stars are going to win hockey games. But that's the way they that's the way they made themselves win this game. So the the moral of this is Stars can score and they can win the hockey game. And now we just need to play Stars hockey with the goal scoring. <laughs> Combine the two and then we're going to make a run at the cup. Now, I hate to mention it like this, but uh the Flames did lose Matthew Kachuk. And I don't know if you noticed the Fox Sports Southwest cameras the way that they were. He's, he he obviously was not there. And uh, Razor mentioned it as a Jamie sandwich. Yeah. So how how so thinking forward uh, as we're probably closing this up, how does him possibly being out, because I'm assuming he will be, at least for one game, how will that affect the rest of the series? Well, first of all, to the Flames fans, if any any of them find this podcast somehow, Kachuk was trying to hit Ben, so shut up. That was not an intent to injure. Kachuk just thinks he's bigger than he is, and he got <laughs> smashed around. <laughs> Continuing on, Kachuk had a concussion at least, <laughs> so we saw that. He, he almost fell multiple times. So... It's bad to say this, but that could only help the stars. <laughs> I don't. I don't think he's playing next game. He might be able to. Con- concussions can go away pretty quickly, especially if like. Unfortunately, especially if they've happened multiple times before, which for hockey players it probably has. So I, I, I expect him to play. Uh, today slash tomorrow, but I think he will. I don't think he'll be a hundred percent. And the. The one thing I'm thinking about is the Winnipeg series. Who do Winnipeg play in the play-in round? I forget. I'm trying to remember. Anyways, they lost Shifley and Line A in that series. And then they came back in Game 2 in that series, and they were a resilient bunch and came back and won that game. So if Kachuk is out, the Stars have to be prepared for that push that the Calgary Flames are going to give us. And they're going to want to bounce back from this game because even though they scored four goals, they did not play well. Yeah. Yeah. That's. It, it, like I said, it was pretty shocking how the Flames got four goals. First two goals fluke. Second two were on special teams and were really weird. So uh, I, I expect the next game to be much more defensive. But I, I really hope, I re, mainly the big three, I really hope that they keep playing the same way that they did and we're, we're going to get some production. And you know what? It, the goal that they had on their line, it wasn't pretty. But who cares? Who oh, yeah. cares? They we don't played care. great. They played absolutely great. And, you know, honestly, it seems like... They had two like, goals, I thought. Well, if they had more, then, then give it to them. <laughs> but, the, oh my gosh. If, if, if we can play like this every single game... We will give ourselves a chance to go deep in the playoffs. I, I don't know if that means we can go win the cup because I, I, I'm, I'm still unsure about that far. But we will always give ourselves a chance if we play like this. And this is the first time we've seen it. The first time we've seen it, this whole hubbub, hubble, 
bubble thing <laughs> that Razor says. Hubbub. Yeah. Get you some bubblegum references there. All right, Chris. Are we doing the same thing tomorrow? We're going to try if we're not asleep. Yep. <laughs> After today's game, I don't think I'm going to fall asleep. I'm going to be up for a while <laughs> after this game, man. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you, Chris, for joining me again. Um, we will see you on the next podcast. Stars win tonight by the final score of 5-4. to four. And thank you to Corey Perry. Thank you to Jamie Alexiak. Thank you, Hockey Guys. Um, Go Green follow- Team. Go Green Team. That's right. Uh this has been Starcastic Remarks. Follow us on Twitter at StarcasticR, or you can find us on Facebook. And we just recently started uploading to YouTube. So you can find us on YouTube as well. And Thank Spotify and Apple. And Spotify and Apple and all the regular places where you find your podcast. So thank you all for tuning in and listening. Chris, thank you for joining me again. And yes, we will see you on the next episode.